You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. In the Caribbean, where we found find our next guest, uh, Susie Bates, one of the greatest women cricketers that has ever graced the planet with uh, a record to match. Uh, part of the White Ferns, of course, who are on tour over there and uh, spending most of their time in Antigua. Uh, fresh off a 2-1 series win in the One Day Internationals, they begin five T20 Internationals tomorrow at the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium Antigua, in Antigua. So we'll catch up with the Susie Bates now. Susie, good morning to you. Good morning, Smithy. Hey, how do you, you get, must be getting to know Antigua pretty well. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting to know uh, Sir Vivian Richards Stadium and Pineapple Beach Resort pretty well, but um, we haven't done much in between that. But the um, Pineapple Beach Resort, um, there's plenty to do here and lots of beach time, but lots of games at um, Sir Vivian Richards and training and the conditions have been really good so far other than a, a minor storm. But, uh, yeah, if we get to go again tomorrow. Yeah, of course, that was... Um an abbreviated uh, to an extent or a readjusted tour because of um, Fiona. Um, so uh, let's hope that uh, you get through unscathed from the rest of it. And uh, because of that, you, you come through that uh, one-day international series with a 2-1 series win. Are you happy with that? It would have been nice to have finished off that last game. I thought having a few extra days over here to train probably helped us in the start of the series and just getting used to batting in these conditions in particular and yeah well, they were low scoring matches and you know there were a few uh chases that we would have liked to have finished off sooner and the other day we were probably you know 20 to 40 runs short I think 200 on that wicket would have been very defendable um but we gave our best with the ball and yeah it's just disappointing that we didn't quite finish off the series how we would have liked. You mentioned uh Sir Vivian Richards Stadium of course uh, and that's the venue uh, which means um, I, I would imagine you're playing a lot of repeat matches on the same surface. How's it, how does it hold up? And how, what do you think the prospects are for like T20 cricket on that? Yeah, we've had a good chat about that today, just what we think is a pass score. And we played the first two one-dayers on one wicket and then we played on a, a new wicket the last one day and it actually didn't turn as much as the initial wicket and skidded on a bit better. So... Yeah, we are talking as a group in 2020 cricket. Our benchmark is sort of that 160 mark, but perhaps mm. over here we have to consider that, you know, 130, 140 keeps us in the game with a bit of slowness in the wicket and it's the second game on this wicket and depending on what they decide to do for the rest of the series, we, we sort of find out the day of the game what wicket we're on. <laughs> Susie, oh, that's interesting. Uh, Susie, um <laughs> What about uh, if we, we look at the pace of the pitch, if we look at the bounce of the pitch, how, how does it compare to like New Zealand conditions that uh, you'd be used to? Yeah, you just don't quite get that steep bounce and carry. So 
the ball tends to just hold in the wicket a little bit. So we have found a lot of people getting caught out at extra cover point because we're just a bit early on our shots. So there is reasonable consistency in terms of that, but yeah, it just tends to not get through with the same pace. So it is hard to, you know, get the timing for your cuts and pull shots because the ball just holds in the wicket. So we have talked about really making sure we hold our shape and like Mike Shrimpton used to say back in the day, time on the ball and making sure that we, we stay, you know, with good cricket shots for as long as possible. How's the uh, development of the, the younger players going uh, along, Susie? Because it's an important tour as we transition from experience uh, and getting some of that youth through. So how, how are the younger players developing along, do you feel? Yeah, well, we're really happy with how our middle order stepped up especially in game two and three. I thought, although, you know, they're not necessarily young, but they're, they're inexperienced at international level and the way um, Lauren Down and Brooke Halliday batted, we were really impressed with. And Georgia Plimmer actually came in and on a tough wicket, batted really well at number seven. So, look, it's work in progress and the more exposure they get to these types of conditions, um, the, the better we're going to be as a group. But I think I've been most impressed with Fran Jonas, our left-arm spinner, the wickets have suited her, but her and Amelia Kerr have, have been two of our best bowlers. So, look, there's improvements, and it's, it is about getting as much depth as we can while still trying to win cricket games. And Leah Tahuhu back in the mix after missing out on a, a contract initially, getting getting in through, um, you know, uh, defection, etc. So, um, Leah's uh, appetite for the games, is it uh, there as much as it was? Yeah, I think anyone that knows Leah Tahu who knows she's always played with the bit between her teeth and more than ever now I think, you know, she really wants to prove her worth and so far every time she's bowled since being reselected, um, she's really performed and these wickets don't necessarily suit her so she's working really hard to, to find different ways to take wickets and, and be more of a container with the spinners. So yeah, she's hungrier than I've ever seen her. <laughs> What about Susie Bates? What about the hunger that uh, is within Susie Bates? Yeah, I think for me, after the World Cup and um, the disappointment of missing out on the final stages, um, I took a really long look at where I wanted to go and what I felt I had left to achieve. And I think by having COVID and shoulder injury, I really felt like I had more to give to the game after having a break. And then with the new coach and new support staff, I feel, you know, really reinvigorated. And look, I think at my age, you kind of just take it one tour at a time. And I just want to make sure every game I go out there that I'm trying to contribute. And when I don't feel like I can do that, um, I think that's when, I, when I'll know. But at the moment, I feel like I can still contribute with the bat, I'm trying to contribute with the ball, but um, we won't say much about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm still loving playing and loving trying to help these young players develop. Well, you know, your body language reflects that. I mean, you you seem really to, um, if I look at you, you seem to be enjoying the, you know, the, the game is still, the smile on your face is so apparent, your support um, for the group is uh, so apparent. So, Quite clearly, um, you know, you've still got a bit to achieve as such. Yeah, I think one thing for me is the World Cups. Um, I've always felt like we go into each tournament with the potential to win and we've never been able to do that in my career. And every World Cup event I go to, that's the motivation. And so there's a couple, you know, maybe left in me and whether that's 2020 or 50 over, um, it doesn't really matter. But 
being around this young group um, that, you know, they sort of bring that joy back out in me and I feel like a kid again. So I find it very easy to enjoy the game. That's never really been an issue for me. And um, I think I'll continue that until I stop. I, I've never I had a phase where I haven't enjoyed it. So I guess I'm lucky in that I'm still able to do what I love and my body's allowing me to do that. Well, you're a very busy uh, cricketer. Um, because, of course, you play in a number of competitions around the world and you've just uh, signed with the Sydney Sixers after stints with uh, Adelaide and Perth. So, And that looks a pretty strong side, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, you know, when you get later on in your career, you look at franchise crickets and you make sure you're signing with good teams. <laughs> you know, that's uh, key to having success later in your career. But it's always been a team that I've been intrigued by and, you know, they're one of the teams when you play against them you dislike a lot. So now I'm, I'm in pink and playing with some of the best players in the world and they've put together a really well-balanced side and the addition of Sophie Eccleston, the best left-arm spinner in the world, um, it's going to be a pretty handy group to be a part of. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that new challenge, I think, as well. It's all about refreshing yourself and playing in different environments with different coaches and that keeps you going. And you'll be opening the batting with uh, Alyssa Healy, which will be interesting. <laughs> it should be a bit of fun. I feel like she scores a lot of runs against me, so it'll be nice to stand down the other end and, and watch her belt bowling attacks rather than be on the other side of it. But, yeah, it will be an interesting partnership. I don't know her that well off the field, to be fair. So looking forward to getting to know her and, and hopefully we can you know, put together some good partnerships and help the Sixers win some games. You also play uh, extensively in uh, the UK as well, Susie, um, and recently with the uh, Oval Invincibles, the 100, tell us about the 100 competition and the success that you had there. What about 100 cricket? It's a, it's a form of the game that we've heard about from this far away, haven't really seen too much of it. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, it was really interesting. I, I went into that competition as a wild card. They had a, a new initiative of uh, making sure that each team had a reserve overseas player because last year I think there was a lot of injuries which affected teams. So ended up uh, playing every game and captaining, which was pretty unexpected. But I remember watching it last year at home in New Zealand and seeing the crowds in the final at Lords and thinking in my career it was something I wanted to be a part of. And the second game, captaining the 100 format, I can't say I was a huge fan because it felt just so chaotic with um, how fast it went but I think once I settled and got into it you realise it's just like any other cricket match and the decisions you make as captain are based on the flow of the game and the crowds and children that come to watch it just absolutely love it so the atmosphere at all the grounds I played at was something I've never experienced as a female cricketer so I can only say good things about the format and as a batter, opening the batting, um, it just feels like 2020 cricket, um, although you can get a little bit starved of the strike at times. But, yeah, it was a very interesting experience. Let's look at the other uh, side of the spectrum as well, and that is women's test cricket. Um, what about that for Susie Bates, um, a, a test 100, a test double 100, etc.? Is that, is that something you've thought about, or have you basically uh, the fact that New Zealand doesn't appear to be interested or hasn't been invited to is that sort of something that you've given up on? Yes and no. I, yeah, I guess part of me, and you'll understand, as as a cricketer, you want to test yourself, 
you know, at the the highest level. And I feel Test match cricket is can be the pinnacle. And although it hasn't been in the women's game, I just think it's a real missed opportunity. And even in one day cricket, playing in these conditions, we talk so much about making sure we are playing with the spin, every single ball under our eyes. And in Test match cricket, you learn to do that on a day five wicket. And I just think some of our, our younger batters and bowlers you know, lose the art of being able to be patient with what they do with their skills. So, look, I think there's a massive opportunity. Now the women's game's grown that we can bring it back. But, yeah, by the sound of things, New Zealand cricket are investing in the shorter format. So unless... I get invited to play somewhere else. It, it looks unlikely, but I feel like there is a future. Um, and I know Australia and England are about to play a five-day test match in the Ashes, which is awesome to see. Yeah, I, and this is one of the reasons I brought it up, because I think it's, it's something that perhaps shouldn't, shouldn't be written off. And I'm not saying you have to play um, a series uh, every year. I, I just think that uh, it's a form of the game that um, I, I think the women should be allowed to experience as well, because as you say... Um, it tests you to the best and, and you get a lot of satisfaction out of it uh, which leads me to um, Otago availability, so what's on the program after this, uh, this stint in Antigua for Susie Bates Yeah we just keep on rolling, um, I think we, I get back for one night to Auckland and then I'm on the plane to Sydney to join the Sixers and have you know six weeks of that tournament and then when we get back to New Zealand we have a series against Bangladesh and then into the Super Smash with the Otago Sparks so Craig Cummings should be happy that he has me for the Super Smash and I think pretty much straight <laughs> after that we head off to South Africa for the 2020 World Cup so it just keeps on rolling. Yeah well he, he listens to the show and I, I know that he pinches himself every morning knowing that yeah, he's so lucky that he's got you on his team. <laughs> Well, that's not what he tells me, so I'll make sure I remind him of that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, look, uh, how's the water temperature in Antigua? Yeah, it's pretty warm. It's sort of, um, I shouldn't really complain, but when it's so hot outside, you get in the water hoping to kind of cool down, but it's bath temperature, so it is nice, and we're sort of getting acclimatised now, but... Yeah, I'm probably in my um, happiest place when I can go to the beach in the morning, have a swim, and then go to cricket in the afternoon. So um, I'm not complaining that we're here for almost four weeks. Yeah, well, it's just as well you're doing it for nothing. You're not getting paid for it then, if you make it sound that good. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I did a few years without getting paid too much, so I'll, I'll make the most of it. <laughs> good on you. Hey, good on you, Susie. Always great to catch up. I, I just love the way you approach the game and your happiness for it. Uh, hey, stay safe and well over there, and uh, good luck with uh, this series coming up. And uh, we'll also uh, keep an eye on you throughout the, the BBL and the Super Smash and every other darn thing that you play as well. Good luck uh, and uh, stay safe. Will do. Thanks. Thanks, Ian. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So... We doubled it. Chicken and Maccas together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.